Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to Business of Design, episode number 136. And boy, oh boy, are you going to be happy when I tell you who's on the show today. The one and only I soon cook. As many of you know, she is my right hand, my left hand, my brain, my friend, my dear confidant, and a person I rely on every single day to help me entice clients to use me as an interior design professional. That's one of her jobs. She answers those phone calls and those inquiry calls, and she has this method for client intake that is brilliant. No one gets through Isoon's honey trap. And in addition to that, something we probably have never talked about before, Isoon was also in charge of HR at the office. At one time, I had 14 different staff people. It was a very, very busy office with up to 30 projects happening simultaneously. I don't know how we did it. And in fact, today, I don't know why we did it because we figured out how to be profitable with far fewer clients. But in any case, I soon was the person responsible for initiating the hiring practice when we had a revolving door of team members who just couldn't take the chaos. She was there when we had systems and strategies and just needed to strategically hire one specific person in a smart fashion. She was there. She did the initial interview. She read the initial applications. She circled things in red. She highlighted things in yellow. She drew my attention to things that caught her interest about a potential employee. She was part of the physical hiring of that staff person. And then she was part of performance reviews and ongoing improvement of systems and strategies and protocols, especially when it involved a team member or a staff member. And at the opposite end of all that, she was also involved in the firing process. I never let anyone go without working it through with Isoon one word at a time. And uh, she handled the contracts. And in some cases, she actually did the firing. If I was out of town or if I had a particularly difficult relationship with someone, Isoon actually did the firing for us. It's so much more than that. Isoon is also the person who will phone anyone back who says, hey, we'd like Kimberly to come and speak to our book club, or hey, would it be possible for Kimberly to come and speak at our home show? She's the person that phones them back and discusses the budget, and more importantly, all the details that are going to go into making it a successful occasion for me. And in fact, I would go so far as to say all the details that I would be quite uncomfortable discussing. I won't give it all away because you would much rather hear this from I soon. It's been a long time since she's been on the podcast. And I think about, oh gosh, it's got to be six or seven years ago. I soon came to me and said she was going to have to leave KSDG. There was a lot of stuff going on in her life and family members who were ill and too many obligations. And she felt overwhelmed with all of it and decided that she was going to leave KSDG. And I said to her, no, I do not accept your resignation. In fact, I said, I will let you leave your husband 
before I let you leave me. And we just howled and ordered another glass of wine and said, let's figure this out. I don't care what it takes. I will wait for you. She is that special. And if you have already signed up for the conference, oh man, I hope you have. And if you haven't, I hope you will immediately. You will be most pleased to know that I soon will be at the conference. She is going to be a highlight of the conference, I promise. She has two conversations she's going to be having with the group, and she is going to be introducing procedures, systems, and protocols you can use when hiring, reviewing, and even firing team members. So if you have always thought, I wish I had an assistant, Believe me, this is a conversation you're going to want to be part of at Business of Design's conference January 25th and 26th. I soon alone is worth $1,395. I promise she's hilarious. Let's check in with Cheryl Horn and then no further delays. I'll bring you I soon cook. Cheryl, we had a really good sleep, which we needed after an incredible Business of Design elite retreat, Santa Monica wrapped yesterday. I'm feeling pretty good. How about you? I'm a little tired, but it was so much fun and we had such an amazing group. We really did. And I have some sad news actually for the group. We're looking out the window of the condo in Santa Monica and we can see the whole area around the Getty is on fire. And for those of you who have never been to the Getty Center in Brentwood, it is a magical place and our group loved learning about the architecture and the garden design. And that whole area right at this moment is on fire and we are watching the Planes swoop down from Brentwood into the ocean, pick up water, and drop it on the area. We hope the fire is going to be out quickly. The Getty Center are expert at protecting the artwork and the grounds and the land around the property. So we're sending good vibes to all the firefighters in the Getty Center as well. And we appreciate everybody sending their love and support to California. I had never been before, and it was so lucky to go with the, the group, and we had such an amazing experience there. Our firefighters are so experienced, we're sure it's going to be out soon. Uh, So uh, we'll keep you posted, everybody. But uh, if you're in Brentwood, California, we're sending you some love. And to our Business of Design listeners, wherever you are, we have some exciting news. A contest. Two lucky designers are going to win a ticket to the Business of Design conference in Las Vegas. It's happening January 25th and 26th. Tickets are valued at $13.95. And all you have to do to win is check us out on Facebook or Instagram. You're going to see a post about the contest. You're going to like the post. You're going to follow Business of Design. And you're going to tag three designer friends so that everyone has a chance to win. Okay, so so just so I'm clear, because you guys are better at this than me, Facebook or Instagram, there will be a post. You tag, you like the post. That seems easy. And then what's next? What's number two? Follow Business of Design on either Facebook or Instagram. Why not both? You can absolutely do both. And then you're also going to, in the comments, tag three designer friends to give them a chance to win too. So two people are going to win a ticket to Business of Design Conference. I hope this goes to somebody who really needs it, who's really in a place where they feel like this is an investment they can't afford and they want to go and they need to go. So I'm sending good vibes to the universe that the right two people are going to win this contest. And I hope it's you if you need it. So thank you guys so much for your support. And I hope to see you at Business of Design Conference January 25th and 26th. 
The contest is open until November 7th. And then we'll announce the winners, right? On the November 11th show, episode 138. Stay tuned. Oh, and episode 138. I know a secret about 138. You know who's going to be on 138? Who's coming up on the show? Dr. Gantz. It's so exciting. And he's got something he's going to announce for the conference as well. So that's going to be a good show. And we might have another giveaway with that episode as well. Thank you so much, Cheryl. And we'll see you all at the conference. Thank you to our good friends at Build Lane for sponsoring Business of Design podcast. We appreciate the support and we appreciate everything you do for the community. And guess what? We're not the only ones who appreciate it. Right now, if you get yourself a free account at Build Lane, you will be automatically eligible to get $250 off your first order. What are you waiting for? Go to businessofdesign.com and click on the Build Lane ad. Or buildlane.com backslash B-O-D. You will be glad you did. We got an email testimonial from a Business of Design member, Kelsey Two, who had a great experience with Build Lane. Let me tell you what Kelsey says. I just wanted to drop you a note and let you know what my experience working with Build Lane has been so far. I heard about them on your show and immediately jumped on the opportunity to work with them on a project for which I need a custom sofa. These are my top takeaways. Number one, they are so incredibly quick and responsive with quotes and revisions, which is awesome. Number two, Heather has been a delight to work with. Kelsey says, this is my very first experience doing custom furniture. She is just over one year into running her own design firm, and Heather explained everything so well. Heather was out of town for a week, but Frank, the owner of the company, jumped in to answer a question she had. So the experience of customer service was excellent. Number three, they put a target completion date together and they hit it. Kelsey says, I just got photographs today and I could not be happier with the result. It's beautiful and it came together exactly how I imagined. And number four, this is really important, their prices leave room to be profitable. She even goes so far as to say those prices are so favorable, some of her clients who might not be able to afford custom furniture can, which is amazing. You can make your clients happy and be profitable. Those two things do not have to be mutually exclusive. Kelsey comes from a tech background, so she said she can say firsthand with some experience that the build lane system works and it makes everything so much easier. Thank you so much for introducing them to me, she says. Well, Kelsey, you are welcome. And thank you, by the way, for the final remarks you made. I am a huge Business of Design fan. I have already implemented Business of Design's 15-step project management system into my business. It removes so much of the chaos from the process. And it makes communication with clients so much easier. Thank you for everything. And I hope to meet you one day soon. And then she sends us a photo of her sofa. Kelsey, I am so excited for you. And I also want to affirm you for being brave enough to try custom furniture because we're often told that it's really a scary process and it can be if you're not working with the right supplier, but it can be a beautiful experience as well. And it's certainly a way to bring more value to our customers. So you go girl, imagine one year into your business and you are on fire. So thank you, Kelsey, too. And thank you, Build Lane. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. 
We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses, participate in monthly coaching calls, and find unlimited support within our exclusive members-only Facebook group. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. For independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $79. Annual members save two months. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Well, if you've been a fan of Business of Design's podcast, then you are absolutely already a fan of Isoon Cook. She is my right hand, my left hand, and my brain, I think, most days. Isoon, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? Well, I'm so good. I This is so funny to be interviewing you kind of formally on the podcast because we've been friends, co-workers, colleagues, confidants, and uh, all kinds of other things for low these many years, but somehow we still look fabulous. I don't know why that is. Just good living, honey. (laughs) And we're married to fabulous guys, so that's what it is. We are. That is such a bonus. It is such a bonus. But I soon can tell you that I take very few steps in my business without first consulting her. I have learned over the years, and I still break the rules sometimes, that when I try to make a deal for myself or hire someone by myself or fire someone by myself, it is always a mistake. I soon as my go-to person when I need that sage counsel in terms of running my business. So thank you, I soon for always being there. You know I adore you. Oh, my pleasure. It's been wonderful, and I hope many more decades of this. Exactly. So how did we first start? If I remember, I feel like when you initially came on board, you were really busy with client intake and getting people signed up for those consultations. Yes, I was. And when I first came in, it was consultations that I was mostly doing, booking consultations, and of course, also taking care of your HR needs. Because a lot of small companies don't have the room, the facility, or even the need for a full-time HR department. So it's really good. And I happen to have spent 10 years in one of the largest newspapers in Canada working in HR. So I was able to bring that skill set as well as the, the sales, the telephone sales, which is something that's one of the first things that people should learn, but definitely HR. So we had to take care of some interesting situations with hiring and firing, which is not my favorite thing, but, um, you know, progressive discipline and letters, um, employment contracts and all that sort of stuff. And it all sounds so dull, but it's so important. I remember so clearly when you wanted to introduce those things. Of course, I had been running things like the Wild West, like I do. Uh, People would come in to be interviewed, and if they had a pulse and they seemed nice, they got the job. (laughs) Right? They started with a handshake. Uh, they ended with tears. <laughs> like This was an ongoing problem. I soon said, well, what do you have by way of human resources? And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. So you really were working with someone who was green. 
Well, it was so important to uh, to ensure that number one, there was an interview process. We didn't even have a list of interview questions, which I remember I prepared the interview questions, um, prepared the, uh, uh, you know, obviously you have to ask for at least three references, at least two, but three, I always tried to do three references. So there had to be paperwork done for references and we had to cross check and yeah it was like I said it sounds very dry I actually really loved it because you I mean I don't know if you remember Kimberly but one of the first times that we were looking for somebody and we placed an ad we got we must have gotten 60 or 70 emails they were either emailed or people dropped them off uh so many resumes rather and so we had to find a process by which we wanted to get the best person for the team. And that's when we put the um, policies and procedures into place. It, it took some time, but, uh, but <laughs> I brought you around. <laughs> that's a polite way of saying I fought her tooth and nail because, of course, Isoon comes from this huge corporate background, and I'm trying to explain to Isoon, who appeared at the time to be a bit thick-headed, I just couldn't understand why you wouldn't understand, I assume, that we didn't really need all of that. We're just a little company. I just want a quick tickety-boo, sign here, now you're hired. And you tried patiently to explain to me how we would get a better candidate if we had the proper documentation uh, and the proper process for That's interviewing right. for jobs. And of course you won me over in that first round of applicants. And from then on now, I just bow to Isoon's greater knowledge in all things. But you did have to kind of push through me a little bit. Like there's nothing worse than somebody who thinks they know how it's supposed to go, right? Yes, and and when when I met you, I mean, we have been friends for a long, long time, but when we're talking about business colleagues, there's a lot of stuff that you would just go by the gut. And I remember there was one candidate, God, this was years ago, and you just loved the way she looked. She looked great. She was beautiful. She presented so well, but her skill set was not the same as the person that didn't look so fabulous, that didn't wasn't all put together, you know, with the proper fashion or whatever. And so... I that's when I had to sit down and say, listen, we need somebody that we know is here for the long haul. We need somebody that knows that they can hit the ground running. And yeah, it, it took a few it took a few meetings and a few discussions. But once we got the process down, once we knew the proper questions to ask and also the red flags, like so often on a resume, no matter how terrific someone looks sitting there in front of you, some of the huge red flags that you look for, that's a really important thing to learn as a business owner, as a small business owner. One of the things you did for us early on was develop a system for hiring, as you said. You developed some interview questions, and then you developed the process for hiring, too, because it was madness. We had people phoning. We had people emailing. We had people coming into the office, and you streamlined all of that, and you said, no more. If they can't follow the basic rules of getting an interview, you don't want them. So you actually made it a little bit... You worded things in a way that they had to think about how they were supposed to go through the process. And if they didn't do it right, you said we didn't have time to train them to read and add thoroughly. A lot of companies will give certain questions, certain tests, and a lot of times they'll give that after the initial interview. I thought it would be most prudent 
for us to email the candidates. If we got it down to 10 candidates, let's email the candidates those questions or those tests. See how they write an ad. See what they would do if we gave them a challenge. And then, so we got those 10 candidates down to four excellent candidates, the people that walked through the door to meet us face to face. It's not, I don't like to use the, the word wasting time, but really you could sit there and interview people all day and we had a business to run, so we wanted to make sure that the best of the best were coming through the door. And I'm actually quite useless, and you all, I'm sure when you're all without me, you're like, do we actually need her? Has there ever been a time when you all got together and people said that I should be fired, I assume, because I sometimes <laughs> wonder what I bring to the table? I'm at- that, is, that has not come up yet, but I will certainly know if that's ever a topic of conversation. It would be difficult because your name is on the door. <laughs> difficult, but not impossible to replace you. I'm actually not allowed to be involved in the hiring process anymore because I can't stop picking people who I think are super fun. I'm like, you know, right? If the candidate's like, oh yes. my God, she seems like she'd be fun. Hire her. Everybody's like, be quiet. We don't need you. Leave. So now I actually don't even meet them until the final step of the process. And quite honestly, I don't even think I could have veto power. I think once they get to the end, you've decided, and this is my new staff member, whether I like them or not. That's right. (laughs) Carol and I come into your office and say, we've chosen her. She starts next Monday. (laughs) And I'm always like, oh, she'll never last. And then, you know, they're there for 15 years or whatever. That's That's too, too funny. Okay. Performance reviews. Hated despised, really, really despised performance performance reviews, but you insisted that was something we had to do on a regular basis. So important because, and you know, honestly, Kimberly, it's not for us because performance reviews are never fun for any manager or any owner of the company ever. But you know how it benefits? It benefits your employee. The employee wants to know at three months, six months, and then the first year, how am I doing? How are we doing? You want to hear if she has any, or she or he has any challenges. And that first year, once they've passed probation, it's so important to sit down, let them know what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, and how they can improve. And And then then after that, I'm sorry to interrupt, but then after that, annual performance reviews. Mm -hmm. And set some goals and things we want to see improved. That's another thing. You would put timelines on things that we wanted to see improved, and then you'd check back. You'd put those dates in your calendar, and you would check back. And I found with the various things I was doing, I just never felt like I had time to do any of that stuff, and yet I could see that there was a merit to it. Oh, yes. And um, some of the milestones, too, were so important with the people that were in the sales and promotion side of it. Were they bringing money in? Were they closing? For example, we were talking about selling consultations. And are they closing the deal? So when you think about an HR department, at least when I think about an HR department, I told myself, I'm just a little design firm. So I don't need an HR department. Um, And yet, as you sit here talking, I think, wow, there's a lot going on. There's the um, placing an ad for the job. So that means writing job 
descriptions. That's a big deal. Then there's the interview process itself and weeding out candidates. There's phoning the references. There's setting up second and final interviews. There's a job offer, which includes a contract. And by the way, all of these things are legal documents. There are performance reviews. What's really important, too, is passing probation to ensure that after they've been there for three months... But isn't that just the worst part of it? I find, so I can speak for myself, but so many people will relate to this. You're just so darn busy. You're not even able to pay attention to whether or not they're able to do the job. Well, that's why you need somebody that is, if it's not you, the person with the name on the door or the owner, then there has to be someone else. There has to be a manager or a director that is paying attention to if they're hitting their goals, their targets, and if, if they're hitting the, you know, the milestones that you have set up for them. Yeah, those were all those kinds of things I thought were corporate, and I wasn't corporate, so I didn't want to deal with those things. And I'll tell you the other thing I didn't want to deal with. I didn't want to deal with staff members coming to me and asking me what our schedule was for the holidays. I didn't want to deal with staff right. members saying, um, do we have... Boxing Day off? Do we have Victoria Day off? I mean, no, I don't get it off, so you don't get it off is how I wanted to respond, but that would not have gone down very well. So that was something else you did for us. You streamlined all of the policies around time off, holidays, and right. Pay payment. Right, because there's vacation day, different from sick days, which is different from personal time. So I found all those things I fought with you about. I just didn't want to put them in place. They annoyed me. Uh, I resented, I think, the fact that staff wanted time off because I didn't have any time off, which is nobody's fault but my own. And um, what I learned is that having a policy in place for those things made everything so much easier. Because then now there's no question. Everyone is being um, treated exactly the same way. It's everybody has, you know, whatever Christmas Day and Boxing Day or uh, Victoria Day off. Then there's really no discussion about it. It's written in stone. <laughs> I know you alluded to this earlier, but firing someone, that's a very specific process and not that much fun. I've had to do it quite a few times. I've never done it without your help. Do you remember the time the guy threw the mug of hot coffee across the office and it I exploded. Do. I do. Okay, Fire like him. I'm from LA. I hit the ground like it was a shot, man. I was terrified. <laughs> that was awful. We had to actually, for that situation, we had to get somebody to escort him out, I remember. And yes. there's a policy around firing too. Firing is the least favorite thing for any HR person. And if you ever become jaded against that, this is a person's life, and it's not an easy thing to do. No, it isn't. Wow, everybody. You just have to have an eye soon in your life. I'm so grateful for you. And for those of you who are coming to Business of Design's conference, January 25th and 26th, guess what? I soon is going to be sharing her step-by-step -step procedure for all of these systems and strategies. It will be in concert with the section of our operations manual, which we are 
giving away as part of your conference tickets. So come to the conference January 25th, 26th. You'll get to hang out with Isoon and you will learn from the master how to hire, how to fire, how to do performance reviews, and how to set those important holiday vacation six sick day boundaries. Absolutely. And I'm going to make HR sexy again. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you will. And speaking of sexy, another thing that I soon does in our office, I soon does just about everything in our office, but another thing that you do all the time, if I meet anybody at an event and they say, oh, we would love to have you come and talk about decorating to my book club or, oh, hey, Kimberly, can you come and speak at the home show? I always say, Yes, I would love to. And then I give their number to Isoon, and Isoon takes it from there. <laughs> That's right. And sometimes I'll get a phone call saying, but Kimberly said she was going to come. We're all ready for her. And then I'll say, well, there's just a few questions I have to ask, and there's always a list of things that I need to tell them about what will happen when Miss Selden comes to speak at their event. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so funny. I assume this one time I was speaking at some event. I don't even know where it was. But the person uh, came backstage to see me, and she looked like she was going to be in a full-blown panic any second. And she said, I just, I don't know what to do. I can't find any limes. So I looked at her and I said, I'm sorry? And she said, I just, there's no limes. I found lemons. I found oranges. I found grapefruits. I cannot find any limes. She looked like she was going about to cry. And then I said, I, I don't understand. And she said, I soon said you prefer Perrier with lime. <laughs> That's right. I have a list of things. So, yep, I I handle it all, baby. You sure do. (laughs) Exactly. And by the way, do you remember where we learned yes man, no man? Oh, yes, I do. That was years ago. That was Tony Bennett. I recall (laughs) Tony Bennett. As a matter of fact, you were so thrilled. I think you were doing the HG uh, TV special and you were so thrilled to go. You wanted to go to L.A., hang out with Tony, maybe um, profile his home. And he said, sure, of course. Yeah, that sounds great. Get in touch with my assistant. So then you get in touch with with his assistant, all excited, going, hi, I'm coming to see Tony. He said I could. And she said, uh, no, Tony's job is to say yes. My job is to let you know whether I agree to that or not. <laughs> That's exactly right. That is exactly right. That was so funny. But what a good lesson, right? Absolutely. Why should Tony be the guy to say, you know what? I don't think so. Like, no, Tony should be happy and kind and pleasant with everybody he meets. And, uh, and it's his assistant who breaks my heart. Oh, well. And I have absolutely no problem selling this woman. She's one of a kind. And I'm so happy you're coming to Las Vegas for two reasons. Number one, the business of design community is going to learn so much from these protocols that you have developed over the last 30 years. And number two, oh, my God, we are going to have so much fun. <laughs> there won't be any laughter, will there? <laughs> we are going to get arrested. That's what we're going to (laughs) do. We'll be phoning our husbands going, it happened again. (laughs) Yeah. No, your husband, your husband, the detective is going to have to come and bail us out. That's right. So good. And you have to book an appointment with Lisa at the Wynn for a massage. She is spectacular. Oh, that sounds fun. How about the two of us do that together? Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay, everybody, write that down. Lisa at the Wynn for a massage that will change your life. We are not related. I'm not making any money, but man, oh man, is she great at massage. So 
get those massages booked if you're coming to Las Vegas and I soon. I'm ready for you, baby. I'm ready for you too. Packing my bags already. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time to do this. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for being a part of the Business of Design community. If you love what you hear on the podcast, take the next step by signing up at businessofdesign.com. As our thank you, you'll gain access to Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy, a free introductory course which includes three Business of Design systems you can implement for immediate results. And when you're ready for success, a Business of Design membership, monthly or annual, will dramatically improve your business and your life. What are you waiting for? Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today.